to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 211, The Ark in Space. My name is John, and joining me every time a slimy hand brushes us as to get our attention and infects us and turns us into mutant bugs is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hey there. I, I don't really want any more infections in my no. world right now, but... I agree. Nice intro. Thank you. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm good, honestly. I mean, things are... Oh, busy. yeah. Work is busy. We're getting into the quote-unquote holidays. My son's almost nine, um, but I'm good. I forgot <clears throat> that it, it's been a whirlwind of a two weeks. It has the, been. Yes, yes, it has. The last time we recorded was the day before the presidential election. Correct. And uh, here we are. Losers yes. be losing. Oh, s- man. Still crying. Losers be owning themselves. Yeah, basically. So, I yeah. mean, th- there's one thing that's probably making us both happy this week. This is true. And last week this and hopefully true. for the next four years. <laughs> I will. I don't. I, at the risk of sounding smug, and I, I don't want to sound smug because we've all just endured a, a crazy four years and a really crazy past eight months. Um, it has been very nice to see some of the let's say current administration's flags disappearing from around the neighborhood. Not all of them, <laughs> not all of them. Um, but, but, but many of them. <clears throat> would you, would you say that um, some of them feel like it's. It's tearing me apart. Yes. <laughs> I would say that actually. I would say that. Love it. Uh, yeah. And, and to the rest of them, I wish they'd hurry up, but. And, and our reaction to them is. <laughs> Oh, yes, more soundboard. Love you, soundboard. All How right. How can we expand it? So it's obviously we're, we're in high spirits, um, even though, you know, that that's just one thing that's going well. Um, everybody, please start to wear your masks again because it sounds like lockdown 2.0 is a coming. Oh, lock point, lockdown 2.0 is here. Um, at, at least in California and, and uh, parts thereof. Um, so, yes, if you haven't been wearing your mask, a shame on you. Put it back on. Yes. Um, if you have been, thank you. Um, I'm starting to think that I need just need to put our wear a damn mask at the end of every episode now, just as a reminder. Yes. But I'd like to think that our listeners are smart listeners, and they are doing that anyway. Absolutely. Fingers crossed. Yeah, right, because it ain't pretty. No, I it mean, is not. To to uh, rack up a million cases, a million new in cases six in six days Yeah, man, uh, is terrifying because it, the, the next million is only going to be that much quicker. Yeah, a record we don't want. No, there are some great records out there. Uh, these are not them. Yeah, no, the, the very, very true. 100, 100% true. Yeah. All right. So, Taylor, what's making us happy this week? Well, other than the fact that I can say President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, um, 
Well, I don't know. That that honestly is a big one. Um, I, I will say this. I my son is gonna be nine this weekend. Um yeah. and he he is now at an age where like he's getting really excited about it, like mentioning it daily. No. And and while while in some ways it's a little obnoxious, it's like, yeah, kiddo, we get it. I was the same way uh, at that age. So I'm kind of just like reveling in it. Oh yeah. I remember doing that. Um, and, and his gift has been in the garage for three weeks and he hasn't even noticed it. <clears throat> that is the best part. Very cool. That's absolutely the best part. Um, and if, and if we can make it another five days without him noticing it, I will be stoked. Well, good, good. I yeah. hope, I hope that, I hope that goes well. Also, um, while you were telling us what ma- what was making you happy this week, um, did I hear the first appearance of one of your new kittens? No, there are no kittens in here. Oh my goodness! Maybe I'm just I imagining have, it. Maybe I've I've cleared my throat a couple times. Nothing is the matter. Um, we've got some weather starting to come in, and I can kind of feel the air pressure changing. Mm, yes. Uh, so I've I've got my water at the ready. Uh, just to kind of help keep things lubricated. Although I could just as easily go grab a, an 805 beer and lubricate that way, which might be just as fun. True. Um, True. Boy, I tell you, I made sure that we had some beer on hand two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> you know, being like, I'm really planning on these being celebratory beers, but just in case. Just in case, indeed. Yes, but they were. They were. So, my friend, what my my friend, what is making you happy? Well, I got a couple of things. I, actually, good. it's been a pretty uh, pretty good couple of weeks. Obviously, good. you know, uh, the president-elect and uh, vice president-elect, or ma- ma- madam vice president. Correct. Correct. My bad. All good. So all of the things that have been making me happy have happened within the last week, which is great. Uh, first of all, I ha- I'm the proud owner of a PlayStation 5. I'm very excited Ooh. about that. Shiny. It takes up so much of my desk; it's ridiculous. I've I've heard stories about just how massive this thing is. It is huge. I'll send you a picture. My friend got one, and he put his his little pup next to it, and uh, the pup is barely bigger. Wow! Yeah, it's massive. It's a gigantic wow. thing. Very quiet. Very cool. Um, yeah, I'm having a good time with it so far. So that's one thing. Uh, yesterday, Lauren and I took Henson. Hashtag Henson the little pup to the park. Uh, we had lunch in the park, and our you know our fancy lunch was uh, Taco Bell. Naturally, uh, I had a Taco Bell in ages. I've really been craving it. I had, um, I think, I think Mike, Mister M A Soko. Yes, I believe he is. He's a big Taco Bell guy. If I am uh, not mistaken, I had the you are gr- not mistaken. I had the grilled cheese burrito. Last last or uh, yesterday, um, yeah. and I've only had it twice, and I thought it was so funny because this time I was like, "Oh, my compliments to the chef," you know, like <laughs> I was like, "I need to go back." This one was so much better than the first one I had. Uh, so yeah, we went to the park. He pl- he played with some pups. We walked around. Then we went for a drive, like a really long drive through like Malibu and. Um, it was re- it was nice. It was just a very nice. I, I, love, I love a nice long drive. It's just a really nice long drive, and there was some like we went through the hills and we got to see all these crazy houses that are being built, and mm-hmm. it was fun. It was a good time. And then, of course, the other thing that's making me happy this week is today is is officially we've had uh, Henson for for one full year. 
That's awesome. Yeah, we, one year ago, we woke up super early, drove to an adoption fair, and looked at the puppies that were going to be there. And I said, babe, what do you think of this one? And she said, oh, my God, I hope he's there. And nice. we got there, and the woman who we had actually spoken to, um, I think I told you about the mishap when we were going to an adopt a dog. And they said, oh, wait, which so-and-so are you calling about? Did I tell you this story? They had two I... dogs with the same name. Oh, boy. And we were like, yeah, I mentioned I, I, I had had a Spaniel before. And then she said, wait, which dog are you calling? Which uh, Canelo? I think it was Canelo. Which Canelo are you calling about? And then we were both just very upset about it. So when we saw her, she's like, I'm so sorry about that. And we were like, it's fine. She said, is there any dogs you wanted to see? And we were like, we want to see Malt Ball. And she said, I was going to recommend Malt Ball to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we took him on a walk, and we took him home that day, and he hasn't he hasn't left since. Aww. And we, we love our little man. He's a, he's a good little pup. Nice. And he's, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, that's making me happy, too. That's awesome. Yeah, Tippy, Tippy and Olivia just turned uh, four months old last weekend. Oh, I'll tell you right now, we're, I'm 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 heart I'm full court pressing for another talk. Yeah, Amber has come to me a couple of times and been like, "We can we can get another kitten, right? You know, oh, we need more three. And I was like, "Oh God, babe, are you serious?" And she's like, "I don't know." <laughs> okay, three. Yeah, that should be uh, that would be interesting it, to say the least, especially because these two are sisters. Yeah, so you know, you don't want to. And I don't know what introducing another one in. I, and again, I don't know how serious she's being. She could just sure. be like, I love our cat so much that we need all the kittens. You That's know? kind of where I'm, I'm like, I'd say I'm 35% kidding. <laughs> that's, that's putting a very specific number on it. Okay. Yes. Yes. I've had to, uh, it, it's a sliding scale. It goes up and down. No, it's sure. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get into some who news, shall we? Yeah, definitely. Well, this now this first story, let me preface it by saying I try not to include stories from Screen Rant very often because, frankly, I can't stand them. They do a lot Fair. of clickbaity stuff. Yes, they do. And I just don't want to give them the time of day if I can help it. However, I didn't really see the story pop up anywhere else. Do you remember when we reviewed Battlefield? Yeah, yes. And and the whole thing about the Seventh Doctor also being Merlin. Yes. Right? And they never really kind of explored that any further. Yeah, it was just kind of like a by-the-way thing. Right, exactly. It's just one of those things that they kind of throw out there for people to speculate on and everything. Well, there is a BBC-published book called The Monster Vault. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's got little, I don't know, dossiers, for lack of a better term, on classic and modern Doctor Who monsters. Well, one of them is uh, the Destroyer that we see in Battlefield. And it does, so again, this is a BBC published thing. This isn't like a fan thing or anything. This is canon, as much as canon matters in Doctor Who. Right. Um, Basically confirming that whole, like, yes, the Doctor did a stint as Merlin uh, in this, in this, you know, magical universe. So there you go. All right. So Confirmed. I will run that. Yes. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. Um, so now we've talked previously about how um, 
Eric Roberts, our Snake Master, yes, uh, was actually going to come back and do a series with Big Finish in one of the most um, unbelievable and amazing gits that uh, Big Finish, I think, maybe has ever done. Yes, absolutely. Um, so they've dropped a trailer um, for their Eric Roberts Master Series. Um, which I will tell you this, the artwork for this release is amazing. Have it is absolutely it? amazing. It's, it's out on Twitter. Um, it, it, it has been released. It's out there and it looks really neat. I don't know that you have gone and looked at it. I'm, I'm going to try and check it out while you, uh, you keep. Okay. Going. So hop over, hop over to, uh, big finish in and, and look up the, the, uh, the master exclamation point that's being released in March of 2021, um, which I am definitely going to get based on this, but they, they dropped a trailer um, that comes across as like a, uh, um, you know, a garbled transmission. And I, man, I tell you, I really would love. Yes, dude. Isn't that great art? (laughs) Chase is in it. Yes. Chase Masterson's in it. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, so I'm fully on board with this, but I mean, Eric Roberts, I mean, Julia Roberts's brother, <laughs> yeah, who did one Doctor Who TV movie, which frankly wasn't that great. No, it wasn't great. Um, is how many years now? 20, basically 25 years yeah. later. Yeah, um, redoing this one role and Holy crap, he's he's nailing it just in this trailer. <laughs> love it. And I I'm like, check it out. It, it's it's great. Go to the link in the show notes. It's over at the Radio Times. It's also on the Big Finish Twitter if you follow them. Um and and give it a listen. Um if I had my wits about me, I would have just recorded the audio and been like, here, let's listen to it. Um but it is I mean I can else. I you know, I I can, can you do pipe that. it through? Yeah. Can you pipe it through? Hold on a second. Let's, yeah, bring it up. Let's listen to this. I might have to hold on a second. I might have to do some wizardry here, but ah, Leviosa is how that works. Not Leviosa. Not Leviosa. That's right. All right, let's let's see if this works. If it doesn't All work, right. I apologize. All good. Nope, didn't work. <laughs> Why didn't it work? Um, do you have that tab in your browser muted? I do not. Okay, I know I tend to do that a lot because stuff will play. Oh yeah, I do that. I do that all the time. Let's see if it works now. It's playing through my. It's not playing through my computer. So, okay, never mind. Well, shoot. I tried. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe I'll work a little bit of wizardry early tomorrow morning when I edit it. There you go. Do you hear me? Does anybody hear me? Yes, I sent you to. At last. Where are you? Earth. One of my favorites. Such an accommodating planet. And humans. Humans can be so helpful. So compliant. I hear transmissions. A billion chattering voices. What are they saying? It's Halloween. I remember a time when your species embraces its fear. 
when dark spirits abound and children learn to revel in the things that scare them. If only I had my freedom. I wish I could join in. Ah, eternity. That's how long I've waited. But one day soon I will be free. I will be free. Uh, it's it's really good. <laughs> I'm excited to check it out. I I am too. I've got a feeling for some reason, man, when I go look at Big Finish and when I pick up some of these stories, I tend to lean toward the villains a lot. I've got a lot of Missy oh, yeah. and Master stories. Absolutely. Dalek and Cybermen stories. It's, oh man. Well, anyway, on the heels of that, uh, we do have some sad news. We've lost a couple of people uh, in the past couple of weeks. Uh, first off is Jeffrey Palmer. Um, he was in Classic and Modern. Who he, he he's He's one of those people in British broadcasting um, who was like in that pool of like 12 actors who've been in like everything. Um, You'll recognize him the moment you see him, if you don't know who I'm talking about. Um, But yeah, I I looked, I looked him up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And um, our other one, um, I really, I haven't seen a lot of like articles. Like I, I saw some tweets about it, but I haven't really seen anything else. And it's kind of sad because John Fraser uh, who played the monitor in Legopolis? Yes. Uh, asked, um, oh. I, I don't even know his age, quite honestly. Um, but such a great role, such an iconic story, especially for me, because Legopolis was, as far as I can tell, the very first Doctor Who story I ever saw. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Godspeed to both of them. I'm trying to get his age for you because I, I see it here. I just, um, I, I can't math right now. <laughs> numbers are hard oh i um whoops whoops he was 79 i believe oh wow so not not terribly old oh oh wow the monitor great character yes. oh yeah my goodness great hair <laughs> yes amazing hair <laughs> goodness yeah um so john the first episode of the daleks animated series Oh, Thursday, this Thursday, Uh, this past Thursday, Thursday. episode two is this Thursday. Oh, okay. Um, And I watched it. What do you think? Should we should we uh, review it next time? Uh, Sure. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, it's 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 not terribly long. Okay. Uh, It's 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 something new, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is a new bit of Doctor Who. Um so yeah, let's absolutely review it all. It'll give me a chance to rewatch it, and we'll be three episodes in by that point. Uh, yeah, actually, because by the next time we record, it will be uh, the week. Sorry, the Monday after Thanksgiving. So we will ah. have the twelfth, the nineteenth, and the twenty sixth. Three episodes. How many is it total? Four. I think it's five. It's five. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Pretty sure it's five. Um. So, yeah, we can swing that any way we want. We can talk about the first three and then the last the next two or just do all five as mm. an in-betweener. How, how long is it? Ten minutes? I think it's almost 20. Holy moly. 20? I think. <laughs> we'll but figure it out. Well, folks. I watched it days ago. We'll figure it out. 
It is 13 minutes and 47 seconds. I was completely wrong. All right. The archive of I- Islos. Islos. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out as I skim through and watch the whole thing. <laughs> it's great. No, oh we'll, uh, so we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk more off air. Well, great. So we got, we got the first episode out. The second one yep. comes out this Thursday. Yeah. Drops on Thursdays, uh, about 10 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, so get your coffee. Yep. Watch some animated Daleks. Yep. Most definitely. Awesome. Um, and lastly, this week or this fortnight. Yes. Um, the big news. Yes. That we've been saving uh doctor who is a f- officially back in production it's happening it is most definitely happening uh this is not a drill people uh there are however some catches there's a catch uh, there's always a catch especially in 2020 especially during a pandemic yes. well in order to um obviously stay safe meet all the covid criteria for filming Yes. Um, it obviously is taking longer to film each individual episode. So yeah. as, as a result, um, our, our normal 10 slash sort of 11 episode season uh, will now be eight. Yeah. Um, which is disappointing. I think there's, there's no other way to say it. It's a bummer because we want more Doctor Who. We always want more Doctor Who and we're, happy to celebrate that yeah um, but i think like we say every time we record you know support you know your small businesses your local businesses well if it means that these people stay safe <laughs> and frankly let's just be blunt about it if these people live to make more doctor who yes i'm okay with having an abbreviated season yeah, I think the other thing that I I was kind of thinking of is as long as there's no interview ever in history and I can't really, you know, predict the future to where <laughs> um to where our showrunner says, "Well, because we did this, I couldn't tell my story properly." Then I'm fine with it. Right. Well, now let's 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 look at a little bit of Occam's razor here. Um, you know, we learned at Gallifrey One that, you know, they were going to start, what, prepping in summer, if I remember correctly. And that the plan was to start shooting in September. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that sounds right. right. So, so there's obviously been the pandemic. It's been very obvious what's been going on. I, I can't imagine Chibnall has sat there going, huh, I wonder why we haven't started doing these things yet. Right. You know, the man's a smart man. He's paying attention to what's going on. He's probably seeing, you know, pretty quickly, okay, well, if we get to make anything at all, yeah, we may have to switch up things. So I am at least taking on some level of, of faith that he's sitting down with his writers and, and he's looking at, okay, how can we continue telling the story that we want to tell and make it fit into these eight stories that we're going to be able to make. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe that comes at, you know, uh, trimming a little bit of the, uh, you know, the lighter fare story or, or the um, monster of the week. Yes. Kind of story. So hopefully what we get 
basically this time next year, God help me, um, is a, a pretty lean, mean season. Yeah. That tells some really powerful stories because of what the pandemic is forcing them to do right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and also, I mean, I think it's, it's worth recognizing that, um, you know, because of 2020 and COVID and everything, you know, the BBC, the BBC may not have as much money to dump into their shows too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so we may have some creativity. I mean, it may not be green bubble wrap on people. <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. You never know. Maybe, maybe we'll see the return of the worm. Um, but I, I at least in my love of this show, I simply have to have the faith that they're not just like, well, let's just throw stories against the wall and see what fits. It's, right. it's, it's okay. We need to do this. What fits best here? How can we keep this story moving forward? Um, and I just have to have faith that, that they're they're doing what is best for Doctor Who itself and yeah. staying safe, most importantly. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And hey, we got it's, you know, I think a lot of us forget that it's November 16th as of this recording. We're about yes. a, a little over a month away from a new episode. Yes, which I was honestly, I was listening to Gallifrey Public Radio this morning. Um, and I haven't seen it said anywhere else, so I'm not sure what their source was, um, and that it will be a New Year's Day, not a Christmas. Right. I figured. Uh, I figured they they had made the switch too. Yeah. But I again, I hadn't seen it stated anywhere. So, but that is something I heard from them. So I thought I'd share that here for everyone else. Perfect. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we're not we're not that far off from that. No. And also to think we did actually have new Doctor Who this year is crazy yeah oh god that suddenly makes this year feel like it's six years long yeah it feels like the longest year ever of doctor who this year yeah oh boy oh man wow wow yep (sighs) all right well before we dive into the arc in space um if you're keeping track of the uh big finish weekly freebies this week it's a dorian gray title Mm. um They've had um, they've had some other Doctor Who freebies. Obviously, those have come and gone. They've also done some flash sales because Paul McGann's birthday just came and went. Um, um, so probably better than just listening to us mention it every two weeks is you really should be following Big Finish on the socials or just bookmark their weekly deals. Yeah, uh, just and just check it every Monday morning just to see what comes up. But this week it's a Dorian Gray tile. There you go. Yep. All right, so this week we watched The Ark in Space, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Liz Sladen as Sarah Jane Smith, Ian Martyr as Harry Sullivan, and Kenton Moore as Lazar, not Bob. Not Bob Lazar, no. Written by Robert Holmes and directed by Rodney Bennett, it first aired January 25th to February 15th, 1975, and it is the second story of season 12. And we have a whole bunch of story notes, Brought to us by the yeah, five folks do. over at TARDIS Wikia. Indeed we do. Yeah, Russell T. Davies actually once called the Ark in Space his favorite storyline of classic Who and Moffat considered it the best fourth Doctor story ever. And not only that, Tom Baker himself has also stated that of all the stories he'd filmed, the Ark in Space was his favorite. Wow. 
lot of praise from a lot of people there. I know, right? Crazy. I know. Now, we do love a good working title here on the show. Um, This one, not quite as impressive this time. The story's working title was just Ark in Space rather than The (laughs) Ark in Space. Yes. Clearly not the definite article in that sense. (laughs) Goodness. Um, In part one, the opening title sequence was tinted pink and green, making it appear brown rather than the usual blue even the meaning of the, the tardis sorry uh even the light on the top of the tardis is brown and this color tint was never used again i didn't even notice it honestly. i didn't either no yeah um i i did i did notice when the tardis materializes um there's like really no fading in of the tardis there's just the light flashing and then the camera kind of pulls back and the tardis hasn't faded in it's just sitting there just making the noise of it materializing. I did notice that though. Yes. Oh, I really, yeah, I really, I, I actually really enjoyed that shot. I thought that was fun. Um, so the, uh, Nerva beacon sets uh, yes. are actually reused in, uh, revenge of the Cybermen, which is <laughs> uh, later in this season. Yes. Very funny. Yeah. Um, Hey, you know, if you need to listen, work the budget a little bit, yeah, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And especially that that goes especially for Doctor Who sets. <laughs> right? If it's broken, throw and, it away. If it's not, just reuse it, please. Let, let's be honest. Some of the stuff that was broken did get reused for a while. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's why the TARDIS was looking so darn shabby by the time we get down to the fifth Doctor era. <laughs> yes. Um, so aside from an extra, Brian Jacobs as technician Dune, and two voiceover artists, Gladys Spencer and Peter Tuddenham, Tudenham. It's like saying that. Tudenham. Tudenham. Uh, no one but the regular cast appears on screen in part one. Yeah. This hadn't occurred since the Edge of Destruction aired in the show's first season and then would never happen again. That's crazy. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Um, there was originally a scene where in the final stages of larval infestation, no, okay, we're going to say Noah and Lazar a little interchangeably. Yes. Uh, and we'll also explain why here in a little bit. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay, so there was originally a scene where Noah's head splits open and cracks in a torrent of acidic goo. Oh, gross. <laughs> that was cut because it was too graphic. Now, did they? F- oh, it w- okay. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, there are conflicting reports on if the scene was ever filmed, and if it was, the scene was lost. Oh my, God. that's yep. crazy. Considering yep. that, like. Acidic goo. We don't really see anything like when he's in his his infestation. He's yes. not gooey like at uh, all. No, no. So there's not. no like gross goo. So this this would have been just like oh my goodness, what just happened? There are a few show notes where this story actually would have been much darker and and much more graphic. Um, and let's not forget. This story came out in 1975. That predates the movie Alien by yes. four years. Yes, it does. Um, and we'll talk this about that is, a little more. Yeah, this it, story is effectively it's it's alien. a precursor to Alien. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 100. Um, so a scene was filmed where Noah confronts Vera and begs her to kill him to end his agony, uh, which Philip Hinchcliffe decided to cut as it was too dark. Uh, meaning tonally, not the lighting. Right. The scene 
in the aired episode, uh, cuts from a shot of the doctor looking on to a shot of him glowering and looking harrowed from a similar angle in a different room with the door shut and no indication of how they got away from Nora. Did I say Nora? You Sorry. did. That's fine. I, yeah. Um, you were looking ahead to Moore. I, I, I think I was, yeah. Kenton Moore, who played Noe, expressed his opinion that he was furious about the scene going because it was crucial to the whole story. And unfortunately, this missing scene is also lost. Oh, yeah. oh Kenton, I'm sorry. I know. We'll get I to know. We'll Don't worry, Kenton. We've, we've got you. Don't worry. We, we'll, we'll do him justice. Yes. Uh, in, in, in the original script, the conclusion of part four had the worm going off into the depths of space, having been led away from space arc Nerva by the fully transformed Noah, an ending presumably written by Robert Holmes to allow for a possible sequel to the story, which would have been awesome. Yes. However, the BBC feared that the possibility of the worm surviving would frighten younger viewers. Really? Wow. Forcing Holmes to kill them off instead. Man, lot a lot going on in this story. A whole lot. Holy going moly! On. Yeah. Um. So, and and unfortunately, I'm looking at this last one, going like, did I did I cut a note short here somewhere? Um. Anyway. Um. So so the 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 space station was launched just before the climax of the solar flares hitting Earth. That's right. Kind of right. The backstory. Right. Yes. So the colony ship Erewhon which is nowhere backward in the episode smile. Right? Yes. Remember the tenant? Yeah. Is also from this era. The 12th doctor actually mentions having met the other colony ships from the evacuation. And when the colonists start waking up, the first to greet the doctor and bill is Nate who describes himself as a med tech. Huh. Great. Which is also what the, the first ones. Yes. Yes. We're also texts on this one. So a, 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 a little Arkansas space reference in the episode smile, which I didn't even know about until this. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, Taylor, before we, uh, we get on into it, you have a world famous synopsis for us. So take it away. All right. Well, the doctors, Sarah Jane and Harry on their first adventure together, end up in deep, uh, deep in humanity's future long after the planet's been scorched by solar flares. But before they can wake up and get down to the business of repopulating the planet, it becomes clear that something from somewhere is trying to throw a wrench into that process. Is it the Kerblam Man? <gasps> Sadly, no, but oh. Bubble Wrap does figure prominently into wrapping things up on the Ark in space. Oh my goodness, the Ark in space. Taylor, give me those yeah, sweet, sweet overall thoughts. And <laughs> is is the is the worm the word? Uh, the worm, oh, worm, worm. Wow. The word? Good night, worm, everybody. Worm is the word. All right, we'll try now that I've put that in your head, try and tell us your overall yep. feelings. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just all I can see is Pee Wee Herman dancing on a beach with Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, man. Back to the beach if you haven't seen that movie, man. Go <laughs> go rent it. It's it's interesting. Uh no, honestly, honestly, the Argon Space, it's it's a good story. It's really solid. Um, I think I think there's a couple points where it feels a little slow, but not overly so i don't feel like it really drags its heels um it's kind of interesting i think looking at the story with 2020 literally 2020 vision yes um because there are definitely a few lines from harry that irked me and there's some treatment of sarah jane that i really do not love yeah there was there was uh yeah there's the stuff where i'm like dude are you really no come on 
Yeah, I, f- I feel like there were some moments if something hadn't immediately happened right after Harry had said something, she would have decked him. Yes. And I would have been like, yes. yeah, do it. <laughs> completely, completely. And I, again, I understand I'm, I'm watching something with its historical context and, and all of that, and I'm coming at it from my point of view, you know, 45 years later. Yeah. Um, but, wow, it's just one of those things where I'm like, man, do you really – did you get away with this in the in the mid seventies? Wow. Okay, um, but overall, it, it really is a good story. I mean, I see why it is the favorite of so many people. Yeah, um, and and it, I I do love how the end of it very clearly dovetails right into Santarin experiments. So clearly, go back and listen to that episode after watching this. Yeah, and let's talk about this one. Yeah, I, I mean, this whole season. Um, yes. kind of is is tied together with an overarching story. Yeah. I mean, after this one, after this, after this episode, yeah. this is the start of it. Yes, yeah, and yeah, it's it's very interesting that it's it is an over overarching. It's not like story to story, but we're we're going, we're trying to see if Earth is okay to inhabit, and then right. we're on this crazy adventure for the rest of the season. Yeah, um, I also really enjoyed this story yes it did feel slow at times but not enough for me to to be too irked by it Mm -hmm. uh to use your your wording for harry (laughs) um i will also say i 100 percent noticed the alien connections uh for sure and I think it's also very interesting that Ridley Scott, at one point, he was going to work on Doctor Who. Thank you for bringing that up, because I was thinking it, that's for sure. I thought that was also very interesting, the man who directed yeah. Alien five years after the fact, or four? Uh, it, Alien released in 1979, so they were probably filming it in 78. Yeah, so, I mean, the, yeah, in this case, this, this was before that, and you can tell yep. there's a lot of, we're on a space station... We're finding some people. There's some sort of foreign alien-like thing going on here, and we got to get rid of it. Yep. It's good stuff. Like, overall, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this. And I think, like, one of the first things that I'd really really like to talk about is I want to – not the space station sets. We'll get to that. I want to talk about Kenton Moore. All right. This dude – Let's talk about our non-Bob Lazar. Lazar – Noah. Otherwise known as Noah. Yes. Uh, this guy, he's got the chops, my friend. He does. Oh, my goodness. I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed his performance throughout this, uh, even when he was just a voiceover bug um, <laughs> at the end there. Yeah, I just really, really like he wakes up. You know, who are these people? A a slime monster uh, softly touches his arm. That was ridiculous those, to me. Probably those, those uh, you know, soft caresses. Yeah. You wake up after a 10,000 year sleep. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like it's, you know, it's a slime creature. It probably the eggs got into his pores or some nonsense like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm very entertained because I, I just wanted to see really quickly if Kenton Moore has been in anything else that I'd recognize his hit. The main picture of him on his IMDb profile uh, is from the Ark in Space. Love it. And also, I feel like... Absolutely love it. He, it looks like he kind of disappeared from acting after 85, right? Um, I feel like I was looking at that, and that was the last date 80, I saw. 88, 
Yeah, he, he was in some episodes of Rumble of the Bailey, which my parents would watch on Masterpiece Theater. And I think uh, he is... The last episode he was in was 88. I think he's still alive. From what it looks like here, yeah, he is still alive, born in 1932. Yeah, so I don't really see... I didn't see anything that said that he had passed, so still, still alive oh, and kicking. Look at this, though. He was in a 1964 episode. I see this. Of Doctor Who called World's End. World's End. So which I can't remember which story that was, but he played suicidal Robo Man uncredited. <laughs> it's a it's a Dalek story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's part of the Dalek invasion. Okay. So it's the episode the episode's World's End. There you go. Oh, that's fantastic. Love it. But yeah, well, when we someday get to that, we'll have to watch for a suicidal Robo Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> suicidal Robo Man. Um, yeah, he was fantastic in this. I thoroughly enjoyed his performance throughout just the, the kind of like playing both sides of, um, mantis bug thing and human being trying to save his friend slash possibly his, his, his lover. Yes. That that, that certainly is what they imply. imply. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I, I really if, if you watch this for anything, watch it for him because he does such a great job and. I will say I would also be quite bummed uh, if any of my stuff was cut. Like, I guess maybe when his head splits open, I get it. But like the other thing, like kill me, I like that would have been amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the way that he's selling his performance in what we do see, I can only imagine what that scene would have oh. been. Oh, it would have been know, great. It would have been fantastic. So, sir, we salute you. You were a oh, man. He was so good in this. <laughs> that was like the one thing that I, I was like, I, we need to talk about. And I hadn't even read the story notes where he was robbed of his acting performance. <laughs> How dare you? No, I know. I get it. I get it. So these space station sets, we're going to, we're going to talk. They are fantastic. And um, I love them all. I do love that the room where everyone is uh, in, in what would we call it in hibernation? Yes. Looks eerily familiar to the, I believe it's Tomb of the Cybermen. Oh, I hadn't even thought about that, but that's a very good observation. Yeah, it looks like, I know it's not, you know, it's updated, but it's like almost the same premise here where we're all chilling, literally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes, they are, uh, what, um, stuck in little styrofoam containers. Yeah, I think it's injection molded. Yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to be ice, but it's something. I, right, but I think as oh, I don't remember which one was getting out of their their little chamber there, but you can literally hear the styrofoam squeaking. Yes, it's good <laughs> as stuff. they're getting out of there. I'm like, mm, I know that sound. I know yeah. that sound real well. <laughs> so, uh, love these space station sets; they're fantastic. And, and I, I feel like, I mean, I feel like these sets were really designed with some realism oh yeah you know some real kind of science behind them okay yes they have matter transmitters and stuff but you know um i think back to 2001 a space odyssey which came out i think 68 if i'm not mistaken oh well yeah and i mean that if if the if alien took from this then this took from from that took from 2001 for sure that's exactly the point i was going to make yeah 
Um, and it's also it just it's well done. Even even the outside of the space station when 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 you see oh, it. Oh yes, in the very beginning, like yeah. that's, that's just a great model, which yes. strangely is completely reused later when they like wire up the the alien bug dude's brain to the doctor's brain to the machine, and we get a complete spaceballs moment. Yes, where they're watching the beginning of episode one <laughs> while yes. they're in episode three or something we're at now now yes yes Yes. absolutely um yeah these sets are great love them um spoiler alert you'll probably be hearing us talk about them next time (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i really enjoyed them they they looked very like vast and huge Mm -hmm. um and i think they got really good use out of them and yeah i mean they look really clean just very clean design which I'm I'm surprised by because for as long as they've been in stasis, for lack of a better term, you figured like it would have gotten a little dingy here. You would think. You would think, but I mean, but maybe they have uh, automate automated systems that don't shoot lightning rays at people. Oh my gosh! Can we can we, can we talk about some of this Palpatine level? Yes, lightning dude. Effects and like the 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 clip art shooting guns. Oh. <laughs> Because you uh, have the greatest, you have the greatest screen cap of all time in your notes. Thank you. I just I, lost my mind this evening when I saw that. I was going to to gif it, but I did. I ended up not doing it. Um, oh, maybe I'll go I back and still, do it. I think you need to go back and do it. Uh, yeah, I said. Uh, I mean, this looks like he turned him into a star star belly sneech. Is what I yes. said. Yes, uh, I get it. Yeah. So I mean, let, yeah. Let's talk about the graphics for a little bit here. Uh, and then uh, before we actually get to that, speaking of like the space station, when we're walking around doing stuff, I did love that they used an echo on some parts when I think mm-hmm. the doctor and Sarah Jane were talking. I did really enjoy that. It just made it feel even emptier and more vast than it already was. No, I completely agree. And that it, it is, you know, I've said this about other episodes is sometimes these really small details um, like when the uh shuttle launches and you have this exterior shot there's no yes sound absolutely yeah i marked that down and as i well. was like oh my god like here it is 45 years ago and here's a a space shot of something launching and there's no sound i'm like that's excellent it made me so happy yeah it was that was yes like i was already in it and then that happened i went yes this is awesome this is good stuff yeah, yeah. Really, really enjoyed that. But let's talk about uh, all of these special effects. And I think we need to talk about our lightning effect because yes. we use it a lot. Uh, at the beginning, we use it with, with on some shoes and the doctor's oh, scarf. Yes. Poor and, Harry's shoes. Yeah, so he's shoeless the rest of this time is what I'm led to believe, right? So far as I can tell, I don't, re- I don't really remember paying attention to his feet. <laughs> For the rest of the story, because other things were happening. But but yes, he is effectively rendered shoeless. Yes. There is an entire scene, and I'm trying to find it in my notes because I, I'm just like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I'm very sad I can't find it in in I'm my like, notes. That's a bold statement for Doctor Who. I know. Oh, the human the human fools scene where Noah goes human fools and he's he's almost a full bug guy yeah and they're just like well we're gonna shoot you with our lightning guns now and it's just 
they said, oh, we forgot to use all of our graphics in in episodes one and two, and they were like, well, just keep shooting them, and we'll add it in later. And it yes. was it's like the craziest like minute of just yeah. lightning and explosions and right. And these 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 were the guns that that like opened up in like six six kind of like yes. elongated triangles. Yes. yes, 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 yes. I know exactly what scene you're talking about. And it's about. just like was... just like the crazy sound effects happening <laughs> and explosions, and yeah. that's how they that's how they fight him off. It was it was. Uh, it was very funny. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Yeah. I will also say that Noah's kind of transformation, we you know, we make fun because it does look pretty funny because it's quite clearly like green and white filling in bubble wrap. Yes. Um but like that scene the human fool scene, he's like half I'd say he's three quarters of the way bug. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty frightening. It is. By the time it is consuming, like, you know, the, the, I don't remember if it was the left side of the right, like the left side of his body. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, there is definitely a creep factor to that. Um, I, I don't think it, it gets like proper horror, like, say, a head splitting open, spitting acidic. Oh, no would get yeah like that would that would get a very different behind the couch scale than i gave oh i i believe this story um to say the least um but yeah it's like the first time i think it's the very end of episode one where noah pulls his hand out of his pocket yes i love that he's like cool guy walking around with one hand in his pocket yep because he's got (laughs) one hand in his pocket and the other one is shooting my crewmates (laughs) <laughs> and the other one is wrapped in green bubble wrap. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then and then you pull it out and you see it. And at, at least, you know, today looking at it, it, it's I have one of two reactions. One, it's like, ooh, he's changing. And the other hand, it's like, that's completely just bubble wrap. <laughs> you know, and, this, and it is, it's kind of funny. But, but again, you know, one of the, I think one of the things we actually do find charming about Doctor Who um, is the, for lack of a better term, floppy monster effect of classic Who. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's obviously we can look at it as here's how creative the prop guys had to get, you know? Yeah. We need to make this look creepy. We need to make it look like he's changing. So how are we going to do that? Oh, well, let's, uh, oh, here, grabs wrapping out of a box that got delivered that day. Let's wrap this around his arm. <laughs> we'll, I don't know, spray paint it green if it's not already green. Yeah. You know, and there you go. And I mean, I, for, you know, for the transformation stuff, yes, it was uh, very, very funny. But I'll say Final Form looks pretty cool. I oh, will say they didn't, definitely. I will say they didn't do their actors any justice by making, the the bottom portion so small that they have to like tiptoe around in what <laughs> I will assume is this very heavy suit. Yeah. I will also say, Taylor, this is not a note on the show, but in our shared document, your little viewer is a mantis. Oh really? Yeah, I'll take us I'll take a screenshot of it if it That's that's very funny because I've got like 
my little icon is a picture of me and your little icon is a picture of you. So I don't know why you're seeing. I have, I've, that's interesting. I will also actually, I'll just put it into the show notes because I can do that. Yes, you can. Um, I think, I think one of the things while we're talking about kind of like the bug form, we have to give mad props to whoever had to wear like the entire rolled up carpet of bubble wrap and and scooch around the set. Yes. As the the slightly more larval form. Yes. Of the bug guy because they, they really put some effort into it because they really got some speed going. They did. Oh my goodness. And it did you know, like sometimes you can tell when it's like, oh clearly they sped that up. I don't think that was happening here. No, it did not seem like it was sped up film. Yeah. Oh look at that. I am totally a little mantis icon. Yeah. That is crazy. Told you. Oh weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a, a little larva larva dog. He was scooting he was scooting along, that's for sure. He was. And I mean, yeah, they Doctor Who always works with what they have and I think this worked well. It was still creepy. Oh but, yeah. But like, yeah, I, like if this was modern who forget it. This would have been one of the scariest things of all time. Well, if, yeah, and yeah. and it would have been probably a lot more CG. Oh, practical Absolutely. Which I don't know if I would have liked. Yeah, I feel like I feel like larva. Yeah, you could CGI the larva. That's fine. But I think like uh, less CG on on Noah would have been interesting. Oh, definitely. And 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 I think final form bug creatures. I think you know if you were doing something like this in modern new, I I I would push for it to be a practical effect. Oh yeah, I mean, and then, for the most CG. part, it feels like some most of their newer monsters who are people mm-hmm. feels like they're not cg i mean like we had the the lone cyberman right he was not cg no that's true and then that's i feel true. like uh the the centaur from um from god complex not cg yes so. which reminds me i did listen to your stint on who knew podcast it was very good oh thank you they want to have um, us both and- on we should figure that out Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. Um, I, I I will say, when you mentioning God Complex reminds me that we need to do the Horns of Nymon, um, oh, yes. which is a fourth Doctor story at some point. Um, because, again, we have very centaur-looking creatures. Yes, we uh, do. In that story as well. So that, that would be a fun one to do. Um, yeah. I'm still, I'm still stuck on this this still that you took of this dude with like the, the clip art on his, on his, yeah. His this, I mean, so God, I love it so much. So this, just, this gun is like a, it almost looks like a sonic screwdriver with a gun handle a little bit. Yeah. Kind of sorta. And when it shoots, it shoots like the, like something you'd see on, I guess if we're in, in on BBC, something like you'd see like on blue Peter or something like that. Right. I guess I've never seen it. I know it's a children's show. It's it's literally just like this this rounded edged multi point star thing like baby blue. Yes, it doesn't it really look like is. it's harmful at all. But no, it murders I, this and man. If, and if I remember the scene, the way that this guy kind of falls backwards is kind of hilarious too. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to gift this for sure. Please, it's please, very please. funny. Yeah, it like the star gets it. It's small and then it grows big and disappears, and then he stands there for. 
a millisecond and then falls yeah. over. It's very yeah. funny. Stands there for a beat and then just literally tips over backwards. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very funny. If I was this actor, this would be my profile picture on everything. <laughs> I would not change it ever. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, amazing. Amazing stuff. Uh, there is... So we talked about the lightning guns, talked about the space station. I want to talk about a scene that I actually thoroughly enjoyed. I more enjoyed the end of it. Uh, And it's when Sarah Jane is crawling through the triangle vent. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for bringing this up. And I I love that. I mean, you know, I kind of was like, we haven't talked about Sarah Jane at all. And I love that she's the one that says, I'll do this. I'll do this. Right. I'll I'll get the cord to the doctor. I'm I I will do it. I don't want to because it looks and I don't blame her because first of all, bug creatures. Second of all, larva thing. Uh, third of all, very tight spot. Ugh. Yes, yes. So she does this, and then she kind of quits. I'd say like ninety percent through. Yeah, she's and, she gets she she gets stuck. She starts to panic. Yes, and she. Oh, and by the way, she's doing. She does panic fantastically throughout this episode because we open with her with with uh, with Harry lock accidentally lock. Like, oh, I didn't. He 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 tried to kill her straight up. Harry, I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he locks her in like this airtight thing. She starts to lose oxygen. Her panic is great in that, and then when she. She comes to is very like she, her acting range in this is fantastic as well. It really is good. Liz Liz Slayton does an amazing job in the story. Absolutely, she does a fantastic job. But this scene in particular is great, just because she's very gung ho. Then she kind of panics, and then the doctor's like, "Well, I knew you couldn't do it." Like he does, you know, the doctor yeah. thing. Oh my god, yeah. And I'm just like, seriously, doctor, you are like shaming her into like rage completing this task yes which i mean i guess he knew would work yeah but i will i will say like even though it was like not the greatest way to get her to complete the task when she comes through the vent it's probably one of the cutest doctor who moments i think i've ever seen where she's so angry and he's just like haha you did it i knew you could do it and they, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And does that like I have a still of it in here where he turns around and he's just smiling and she gives him like a hug uh, around his mm-hmm. neck. So, a hug slash I'm going to choke you. Um, it's just <laughs> a it's very pull me out of this. hole. Yes. It's just a very cute. Uh, just I don't know. It was a very heart filled scene for me. I really enjoyed it. It was good. It was a good scene. Really, really liked it. Um so Noah wrestling back and forth with his humanity and his uh, bugmanity, <laughs> his manticity, manticity. There you go. And he basically says, "Y'all got to get out of here." And the doctor says, "Well, I wonder if he, being Noah, uh, if somebody set them up the bomb." Right. Yes. And uh, he did. He uh, he blow he done blowed them all up. Everybody blows up. Um, I, but not before Noah says goodbye, which I thought was, you know, I like that. That was nice. Yeah. Yep. And then we're, we're off to see if earth is, um, is ready, ready to come back. I will say there is a hilarious line that one of our med bay guys says, Hmm. and I have it written down. Oh, we should have stayed on earth. I like the heat. (sighs) 
And I'm like, Earth was destroyed by solar flares. Yeah. You fool. <laughs> I just thought that was a very funny line. He's like, we should have stayed there. I don't care if it was hot. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, do we got anything else before we start pressing some buttons? Uh, um, you know, for as much as the doctor will come to uh, kind of really rag on Harry for, for being uh, a bit of an idiot. Right. At times. Um, and, and uh, you know, kind of a little bumbling. Uh, the fact that in, I think it's uh, episode three, that Harry literally gets put in charge of reviving the remnants of humanity is, is yeah. a little worrisome. Yes. Uh, thankfully, he doesn't do it for very long before things, you know, go in a different direction. Right. Wow. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a little, little, little concerning. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, I love that we actually get this this kind of weird reference comparing uh, the Wern effectively wanting to snack on these people as being like, oh, everybody on board the ship, they're jelly babies. And I'm like, that's a really weird, yeah, very strange comparison to make. But yes. I will, I will run with it. I think the other uh, one other thing that I wanted to touch on was sometimes I hate when when film or TV does this. But I actually really appreciated it where we see Noah in his final form. But, you know, it's kind of like, is that him? And then we kind of get that that fade of his half mutated face underneath it. Yes, I know what scene you're talking about. It's to end, I think, episode three. Yes. And I really appreciated that because you know i'm i was kind of like is that him or is it another bug because we've seen other bugs and i just i really enjoyed that we got that little like confirmation mm-hmm. that it was indeed him i don't know it, it was a small thing but i i did enjoy it no i get it that makes total sense that's all i got that's it Thanks. that's it all right let's start uh let's start hitting some buttons over here shall we oh wait Dude, what not, not yet do we recommend this story? I think we both do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is this also like you could stand alone watch this for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, even with it with it being basically a to be continued at the end, uh, well, it still yeah. wraps up this story kind mm-hmm. of. If you're just you know making your way through random episodes, if anything, it might make you go, okay, well, well. What, what happens next? What, what yes. happens next? And it'll make you want to watch the Sunturn experiment. You know, I almost kind of like this would have been a weird first episode for Tom Baker instead of Robot. Oh, I don't know how weird. they would have gotten here, but like, if you want it, like, if you want to get a new fan hooked with a new Doctor, I feel like this was this was very good. Mm-hmm. Not to say Robot wasn't, but. No, but funny, you know, now that I think about it, it's, you know, Robot being Tom Baker's first story, it with Unit and being on Earth and all of that, it still kind of feels third doctory in some ways. Right. And then to get into this adventure, it, it feels just very separate, even though they're just one episode and it goes right into this one. Yeah. They feel very different. I agree. And I think that's also, yeah, because it's like, all right, here's something people are familiar with, with Robot Unit. We're still on yep. Earth. Yeah. Now it's time for something completely different. Exactly. Which, I, I mean, I think really 
stands as a testament to how good all of season 12 is and why it's one of the ones that's gotten the Blu-ray treatment already. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Hitting the buttons. All right. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time for the Douglas Game. Okay, let's let's try and go over everything that I can I can recall off the top right. of my head. So obviously we have the big explosion of all the bugs at the end and the space station. We have um, what else do we have here? Well, we have our, our bonkers shootout. Our bonkers shootout. That's for sure. Uh, oh, we do have when the the bug, which we did not mention, the bug coming through the vent and. T- um, like grabbing Sarah Jane's legs, oh, and, right. which right, was right. also very, that was also very well done. And the yeah. doctor like electrocutes it and it explodes. Um, man, I almost wish I didn't know that there was a scene where a man's head cracks open <laughs> that didn't make it to this. Because I like if that had happened, this for sure would have been a nine or a ten. Because yeah. That is bonkers insane. But since we don't have that scene in there, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else explodey wise Oh, uh, Harry's shoes. <laughs> Poor Harry's shoes, yes. I mean, I'll... Respects. Yeah, I think I'm going to go... I might go a little low here. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... I'm going to go four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I am surprised by that going to go I, four. I am I am I am much more in the 6 range. Okay. Um and and I now I I understand we don't get some more traditional Duggan moves. Nobody is just like straight cold clocking. Yeah. Bug dudes. Nobody's taking like a cafe chair, not that they probably would have one, um and like smashing a bug dude with it. True. Or one of the larva runners, one of the larva dogs. Yes. Um so I get it. It's 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 a slightly less traditional like Duggan scale. Yeah. But looking at at the overall action, um, and 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 the quality of it, like that, you know that that kind of mandible coming through and grabbing Sarah Jane. That's that's a fair bit of jump scare. Yeah. Uh, with that one, um, because I definitely didn't see it coming. Um, just I mean, man, just unloading on. On Noah like that, <laughs> yes. um, and, and the 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 insane amount of electrical zappings of things throughout the story, um, and and maybe it's amplified a little bit because this is just a well done story. Yeah, um, but I'm yeah I'm I'm much much closer to the six range on that, but maybe I'm just overly generous most of the time. I don't know. <laughs> I I do not know either. I mean, who knows? It's just you know to each their own. Precisely, precisely. That, I, I I think I think I was more just surprised, right? Because we're usually pretty close. We're pretty close, yeah. But I yeah. I I think like knowing that there was that scene that didn't happen, I think maybe. Uh, right. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. All right. You have this vision of what could have been. Yes. And I, get, I totally get a that. little Hitchcock there for sure. Yes. Okay, I don't think I've ever needed to hit a button so much for any episode. <laughs> Gathering close, it's time for the behind the coast scare. <laughs>
man, oh man. All right, all right, Taylor. What do we got here for for this episode? Well, I'll tell you, this story is definitely tense at times. It's it's very clear, the very alien esque cues, despite the fact that this came before Alien. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not outright scary. Like I said before, this isn't this isn't really a horror uh, uh, right. story. Granted, it could have been. Yes. That that goes without saying. Um, but I'll be entirely honest with you. As I was watching parts three and four today, Perrin comes into the room and sees my notes on the screen. And he's like, what's this thing about green bubble wrap? He's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, well, here. So I show him a picture of, of Noah when he's got the bubble wrap. Right. Over and kind of thing is he's starting to change and at the same time i've got the ep- you know whichever episode i was watching i can't remember if it's three or four going and he kind of looks at it he's like that, that bug looks really funny <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like and he kind of like looks closely at my screen he goes oh yeah that's totally bubble wrap <laughs> oh my god so that's it's great you know here here's my my nearly nine-year-old looking at it he's like yeah now this isn't this is scary there you go I think that's so, uh, that's all you need to know, really. It's tense. It is good. It could have been like much more scary. Oh yeah, but it's not outright scary, right? So there you go. There you go. All right. So next time, uh, it's my turn. It is, and I decided we need to uh, scratch another season off of our list here. Is, Mark is it. This, oh, this as is completed. Yes. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. Okay. So next time, it's going to be Revenge of the Cybermen. I triple-checked. We have not done this. No, we have not. Starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Liz Sladen as Sarah Jane Smith, and Ian Martyr as Harry Sullivan. It was directed by Michael E. Bryant and written by Jerry Davis. Uh, yeah, and that will be the end of Season 12 for us. So wow. mark another one off the off the list there. Very excited. I And... Uh, we man, if you look at our episodes and how we did these, this is like we're on a river song adventure here, where nothing is happening. In, in order. <laughs> no, very, very true. Someday we will sit down and go. Okay, if you want to listen to Podcastica in broadcast order, yes, we'll release the master list. Yeah, that'll be that'll be very interesting. That will be insanely interesting because. Yeah, God, it was, I think it was over 100 episodes before we ever got around to uh, um, the very first story. Yeah, I think you're right. right? Unearthly Child, I think, was after 100. So, yeah, it it will be weird to say the least. Yeah, it'll be be, very, very strange. I'm actually going to check when we did um, Unearth. Child we'll, we'll call it Podcastica's Timey Wimey Guide to Doctor Who. Why am I not? Why is it not even coming up? Come on. There we go. We did it. It was, <laughs> it was episode uh, 121. Oh, wow. Yes. Very, yep. f- very funny. And that's yep. when we were doing everyone's first episodes. Oh, okay. Yes. I so we did that. Robot, time, yep. time, in the, time in the Ronnie. Yeah, Time in the Ronnie. Unearthly Child Spirit. Yeah. So we did everybody's. And then we ranked the first episodes. Yes. You know. You know. Right. Right. All right. So uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at The Podcastica. 
You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash the NOTLG is where you can find uh, our past episodes. And you can also find the newest episode of If Memory Serves. Let's just talk about it again because I feel like we, man, the months are weird. But talk about it again. Okay, yeah, because when we recorded last, we hadn't actually recorded. That's what it was, yes. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this month, if memory serves, is um, all about our Thanksgiving memories. um, And a large chunk of that uh, taking part at our aunt and uncle's house, uh, which they don't live there anymore, but down in Porterville, California. Oh. Um, And and especially now that we're looking at a Thanksgiving where – most families will probably be connecting over zoom or should be connecting over zoom. Yeah. Um, this, I don't know. I feel like this episode is a little bit more poignant than it would have been otherwise. There you go. What else? Uh, NOTLG Patreon.com slash NOTLG. But, uh, as the song remains in, I almost said the song remains insane, which is another version of that song. Done nice. by, I believe, Sepultura. I could be wrong, but the song remains the same. If you have a small business or even, hey, an indie band that you would yeah. like to uh, support, do it any way you can, uh, be it monetarily or a retweet or a share or telling your friends about it. Anything you can do to help out small businesses or artists <laughs> would be awesome. So, all right, join us again in two weeks when we talk about revenge of the Cybermen. And we'll talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Go on, say it. Say what? <laughs> I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Nice. Oh, I have nice. that recorded too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>